And I pray that you give me the strength and the power to bring forth your word this morning. Father, we ask a special blessing over this house and everyone that's in it. We ask a special blessing over the sick and the shut-in. We ask a special blessing for those that were wanted to be here this morning but couldn't be here for whatever the reason may be. We just thank you, Father. We praise your holy name. And thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Again, good morning. Uh, I have a little word that the Lord has laid on my spirit. And if you would, would you please, I'm going to read one scripture, one verse out of Psalms 91. If you're in Psalms 91, you'll find these words. He that dwelleth, verse 1, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How many of us know that under the shadow of the Almighty, there's only certain there's things that just can't happened to us. And one of them is you can't curse the child of God. And the second one that I ran across is is that you cannot separate me from the word of God. And the third one, I think, that I want to talk about is that you cannot snatch my salvation. Amen? Now, if you're under the shadow of the Almighty, you can't curse. You cannot curse anyone that's under the protection, under the umbrella of God. Now, if you're not under that umbrella, anything could happen to you. You know, I can't say what might and what might not happen to you. Only thing I can say is that you need, we need the protection of God, and he will abide us with that through the holy angels. Do you know that you have a guiding angel with you at all times? Amen. He's there. You might not be able to see him, but he is there watching over you. And we see that in the book of Job. In the book of Job, we find that Satan wanted to sift him, but he couldn't do nothing to Job. So he had to go to the Almighty, inquire about him. And when he did, God asked him, said, have you considered my servant Job? 
And he said he had because Satan watches you. He watches each and every one of us. You know, and if he see the slightest flaws in us, he will come through that portal to do whatever he needs to do to move you out of the way. Because that's his job. He, he, he wants to move you and play you out of pocket. Okay? But he couldn't do this with Job. So he had to go to the father. And so the father asked him, said, had you consider him? And he said, yeah. He said, but in Job 1.10, he says, let me get to there. He said, he has, he says, has not thou made a hedge about him? Has not he put a protection around his house and all that he has on every side and has and has blessed the work of his hand and his, and his substance has increased in the land. In other words, God has blessed this man so well because of his servants, his service to him that God took care of it. And Satan could not budge or find a crack or flaws in this man. He looked for one. No telling how long he was watching Job. He could have been watching Job all of Job's life, you know. But he couldn't get to him until the Lord allowed him the permission to mess with him. And in one day, Job lost everything. He lost his children. He lost his health. And he lost his wealth. Now, I don't know about you, but I know for me, boy, if I lost all that in one day, something got to give. But this man stayed faithful in spite of all that he lost. I mean, can you imagine losing millions and millions and millions of dollars in flocks and sheep and cattle and all this here you lose in one day and you don't have nothing, you don't have a pot, and you're going to say the rest. <laughs> but you don't have it no more. You ain't got it no more. You know, but he stayed faithful. He stayed faithful. And that was a heavy loss. I mean, that was heavy loss. In Isaiah 54, 17, it says, It says, no weapon, this is going back, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Now, Satan tried everything he could with Job, you know, and uh, he still didn't win, even though he tried. It says here, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment 
thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. If you're under the shadow of his protection, nothing, nothing can happen to you. Nothing. And I bet most of us don't even believe that. We go throughout our day not even realizing what God has done for us in the unseen world. We don't know that maybe we were late for something, that God has kept us from something. We don't see it. We don't know it. But we don't know it. But we need to thank God each day that we get up and before we go to bed, we need to thank him for allowing us to make it through another day. Because we don't know what was in store. I was a teenager, and this is a true story. That Monday, I had a toothache, and it hurt it that whole week. It hurt it so bad that Thursday that I went and asked my boss for the money to get that thing extracted, and he loaned it to me. That very next day, which was Friday, I still, I still, I think to the day, why didn't we work that day? I don't know. But we all got in the car, and they dropped me off at the dentist, supposedly, to come back and pick me up after the dentist. And I waited. And I was in the neighborhood, you know, back in them days, you you're a black man, you're in a white neighborhood. You can't stay there too long unless you're busy doing some work or something. So I went to this club that we hung out at, and they told me that they had left 10, 15 minutes. They hadn't been gone 10, 15 minutes. So I went home. About 3 or 4 in the morning, there was a heavy knock on my door. And I answered the door, and it was the police. And uh, Rosetta, a young lady named Rosetta. And she asked me, had I seen her husband? I said, well, they were supposed to come back and pick me up, but they never did. She said, well, David is dead, Billy Boy, and Mikey's on the critical list. What happened? A car accident. If you see the picture of that car, the way it hit that pole, it was like on the pole like this. David had went through the windshield. Mikey and Billy Boy had been thrown out. And they couldn't find Charles. When they found him, it was the next day he was in the field. The way the steering wheel was bent, they knew that he had chest injuries. And he was still bleeding from the mouth when they found him. But he survived. Now, I don't know how you look at that, but after I really considered that and thought about it, I knew that God did that toothache for a reason. I wasn't supposed to be in that car. You know. And I am grateful to the day, to this day, 
you know, that God looks out for us in ways that we have no knowledge of. No knowledge. You know, in Genesis 30, 27, Laban says to, uh, to uh, Jacob, He says, this is layman talking, he said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. In other words, layman realized that through Jacob, he was blessed. And he said, because of you, I was blessed. Now, a lot of times, you know, a husband or a wife, you might have a wayward husband or a wayward wife, and by them being a praying person, spares the other person's life. And this is, this is basically what Laman is saying. It's because of you that I am blessed. He wanted him to stay. didn't want him to leave. In other words, I need you where I can continue to keep on getting blessed by the Lord. This is where we've got to go. We've got to believe so strongly in the Lord that we know that we are blessed by him. We got to know that when we leave out of our door in the morning and go to our various jobs, that he is with us and that we're going to have a pleasant or a blessed day. And we have to look at that that way. We can't get up all grumpy and grouchy like I do sometimes (laughs) and don't want to go, you know. But once I get out of the house, it's like I wake up. You know, God is with us. If you're under the shadow of his protection, God is blessing you. You might not see it yet, and what you're praying for, you might ask him for, and you might not get it yet, but believe me, it's on the way on the way. You have to believe that. I have to believe that. You know, God has truly blessed me. When I say he has truly blessed me, and I say this all the time, I'm 81 years old, and he has still been with me all these years. Amen. Roman 8. 31. Wait a minute, I think I jumped the gun. 8, 38, and 39. 
And this is where this is what we have to believe. Nay, in sorry, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. We have to believe that. You know, we just can't think that. We have to believe it and wholeheartedly. And how do you get to that point? You have to study. You have to read your Bible. And we have to meet like we're meeting now. When we come together like this, we draw energy from one another. You know? And as long as we're doing that, we're blessed. We're under that umbrella. We're under that umbrella. I pray that you stay, because I intend to. I'm not going anywhere. Amen. John 10. John 10 tells me he cannot. You're not going to be able to separate us. How is everybody this morning? Amen. And that's that's the, that's where we should be. John 10, beginning at the 27-28 verse, it says, "My sheep hear my voice." If we are under the umbrella and we are that close to the Lord, this is where our mind this is where our mindset should be. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. This is what Christ is saying. I know you. You know. If you're under the sound of my voice, and you believe the things, the words of this book, you're under his protection. And I give them eternal life, 28. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You cannot snatch my salvation. No. If I'm a believer and I don't doubt his word, you're not going to snatch his salvation from me. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 43. I'm jumping around a little bit. But I pray that you're, you're traveling with me. Isaiah 43 and 2. 
And this is this is the promise. When thou passest through the water, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I mentioned them because I, I was talking about them a couple of weeks ago. Had I had that kind of faith, knowing that I was about to get thrown in a burning furnace, that's a lot of faith. That's a lot of faith. Know that this fire is going to incinerate. Now, the men that was throwing them in the fire got burned up. But they didn't get burned up. This is how strong their faith is. This is where my faith has got to go. I have to believe in God that strong. That no matter what I'm up against, I know he's going to be there with me. I don't care what happened. I don't care if I lose someone in my family or what. God is going to give you the strength to walk through it. But you have to believe that. You have to believe this. I have to believe this. I have to believe that God is with me on every end, every corner, every step of the way. I have to be, I cannot doubt it. The slightest doubt will change everything. Can't have no doubt. The only way to get there is through prayer and meditation and studying. This is how we build that relationship. With God. You know, a friend of mine came with me this morning, and I pray that y'all hear his testimony because he's got a testimony. You know, and uh, if you don't mind, Sister Marion. Amen. Amen. 